0: This is a download from BFM 89.9 The Business Station. U ang simon kadang babantai kang. U it simon barit baban lamkalupit. U o Si mundo, babanta eh lemkarato.
1: Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. You just heard there a children's folk song in the Kalabit language and uh, that recording is a part of Project Rani, which is an online archive to collect children's folk songs from the Kalabit community of Sarawak. So joining me today to tell us more is one of the project's founders, Alena Murang. Thank you for joining me, Alena.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: So tell me a little bit about that song that we just heard. What was it about?
2: Uang is um, it's a song that parents sing to children. It's ac- it's actually an action song. So the child would sit on their um, parents' feet and the parent is lying down. And then you get lifted up and down um, as the song is going on.
1: And oh, I heard a version of that uh, in, in Tamil growing up as well. Really? I'd love to yeah. hear it. It's called, I mean, uh, the words basically mean don't climb on the coconut tree. <laughs> something like that and then, and then you keep getting moved up and down on their legs.
2: Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh we should expand this project. But um, the song literally translated, which I actually only found out maybe a few years ago, it's about um, the, it's about putting different cucumbers into different types of woven baskets basically. Oh,
1: that's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about your own childhood experiences with these sorts of folk songs. Um, You know, they're, they're children's folk songs. How did, how did you become introduced to them? What are your memories of them?
2: You know, I actually didn't know that many of them. Um, U'ang is one of the more popular ones, one of the more common ones that my cousins and I grew up with. Um, but the other songs on the archive and so many more that we want to collect, I actually did not hear growing up. Um, there's one song on, on the archive, Ba'o Buddha. I actually learned that song as a teenager, um, more as learning, kind of in the process of learning songs from the aunties. That was one of the lullabies that I learned. But, yeah, I grew up, you know, learning the Bahasa um, children's songs and, the, you know, your standard English ones, Row, 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 Your Boat, Twinkle Little Star. So, yeah, um, I hold Uang very close to my heart. <laughs>
1: Do these songs have um, a role or a presence when it comes to the Kalabit culture? I mean, how commonly are they uh, sung in families? I mean, and I suppose that would have changed over time as well. Um, but essentially, you know, what what role do these songs play? I, I would say that
2: they're not very much sung anymore. I think my cousins and I, so we were the first generation to be born outside of the rainforest. And our our parents, uh, you know, I think half of them sang us some songs and now as my generation become parents, you know, I, I really don't think many or any of us would be singing these songs because we we don't know them or we don't remember them or we're not fluent in the language um, or they're just not, there's no references available. So, yeah, I, they're, they're just not very common at all.
1: Mm. And tell me about the songs themselves. I mean, you you mentioned one earlier. Um, You know, what do they tend to be about? Are they stories or are they just more sort of rhymes? What are are they like?
2: There's a few different ones. So I think my favourite ones are the rhymes, the kind of clappy songs. And, you know, for example, the song Uang, I love that it mentions different types of Baskets, because in our culture, baskets are so important, and every basket has a different name. You don't just say it's a basket. So, for example, pekang is one type of basket. Kalupit is a completely different type of basket. Um, it's a it's a baby carrier. Karato is a different basket. Um, yeah, so you know that song for me uh, teaches me about these different uh, what do you call them cultural. Um, cultural signals or cultural... Mm. Practices,
1: <laughs> artifacts, I suppose, yeah, in this case. Artifacts. Yeah, artifacts.
2: Um, you know, there's um, there's a song that's not on the archive and it's a little girl telling her mother that she's hungry mm-hmm. and her mother sings this song to her about the different stages of planting rice and, you know, from, from the seed to growing the rice to the harvest until uh, to cooking it until it gets onto your plate. And again, like that teaches us about how to plant rice and the importance of rice, right? Um uh, another song, Piu Piu Alung Alung, is about a little girl. Um on our archive, this little girl is called Sophie, but you can you know throw in any child's name. And she's out there fishing for her family, fishing to feed her family. So there's a lot of community values um, embedded in these songs, which I think are very important. Um, so those are the clappy songs. There's, there's, there's a lullaby called Ba-o-Buddha and it's a mother monkey singing to her baby monkey. Uh, please be careful because there's a man with a blowpipe out in the jungle and he might get to you.
1: <laughs> oh, those are so sweet. they are all of these... Um these themes and ideas that actually many people can relate to even if the actual stories are very specific to the Kalabit culture.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, you know, that's what I thought. I think my cousin, uh, Joshua Maran, who founded this project with me, um, both of us, really wanted to collect these songs mostly for ourselves and our cousins to be so that would be a reference but also it's like you know hey why not why you know anybody can refer to them you know i was saying if you can sing la cucaracha or alueta or you know any of these other songs where you don't understand their languages you can you can totally sing collaborate children's songs too
1: so the project is called project rani um yes What does the name mean? Rane R-A-N-I-H.
2: Rane means harvest in Kalabit language. And we chose this name um, because we're harvesting children's songs. Mm. And for Kalabit people and for many Dayak people, the act of harvesting is very important and very sacred. So, you know, even though Josh and I are are not literal paddy farmers, I think... (laughs) you know, maybe with farmers or, or, you know, harvesting different things that are still important for our community. So how
1: did the idea for the project come about in the first place?
2: Um, it, You know, the short answer is, I don't know, but it was after we launched my first album in 2016. So uh, Joshua is my cousin and he's my music producer. Mm-hmm. So after we launched my album in 2016, we kind of sat down and said, oh, so what's next? And he said, you know, I had this idea, I don't know what you think about it, of um, doing a children's album. And I looked at him and I said, I was thinking completely the same thing. I would love to do an album for children. Yeah, how odd, right? (laughs) Um, So how did the idea come about? I (laughs) the short answer is I don't know, but we were on the same page. That was four years ago. And um, yeah, it's, finally come somewhere
1: you know so for those listening who might not know Alena is of course a musician she plays the sape uh, she sings she had an album out in 2016 yes
2: yeah. and singles out this
1: year that's right so I was interested um, to ask you actually whether it was your own inclination towards music that made you gravitate towards um, you know looking for these sort of sung experiences rather than some other form of archiving
2: yeah, of course. Of course, definitely. Um, you know, I started learning or receiving music um, from my elders at a young age. Um, you know, I mean, dancing since I was six, but learning the songs when I was 11, Sape since I was 11 as well. So, you know, I think it's something that is just, is it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why this um this project project, Rane, came to me as well because you know, maybe part of me thought that I also want to pass something down and I want to teach um the next generation. And you know, we're this we we we're completely in this digital world. Um, and it's so much easier to do that now.
1: So how did the idea evolve from it being an album, a children's album to now being a sort of archive instead? To be
2: honest, it was due to lack of funds or resources so to do a, an album, and to do an album well uh, does take quite a bit of money. So we still aim to do a children's album. Uh, maybe it'll be in another four years, who knows? But the first step is to is to collect the songs and to learn the songs. So we thought, you know, why don't we just share that first step with everybody?
1: So tell me about Project Raneh itself. Um, currently it's a it's a digital project um what form does it take because it's not just uh, the songs themselves
2: oh thanks for noticing that (laughs) so we've actually collaborated with malaysia design archive and um they they worked on the website and well i guess you know that that physical part of the archive and yeah we put We put kind of carefully chosen photographs um, on the website as well. We wanted it to be a website that both parents and children could use together, um, especially now that I think parents and children are kind of studying from home together a lot. So that's why we made it, you know, quite childlike. And we did have an initial copy that was a bit more uh, corporate looking with the straight lines and things like that. So, yeah, I think we wanted to make it quite child-focused, you know, just to have a little bit of information about collaborate people. Also, if we had more time as well, I, I, you know, there's so much more I'd love to do with the website and that, that's in the plans. Mm. Um, yeah, so and, it, it will evolve.
1: And at the moment, um, how many songs are available on the website already?
2: On the website, there are four songs available. Uh, We'll be adding more songs to it uh, because since the launch, we've um, had the kind support through donations of some people. So that enables us to work on a few more songs. Um, We do have more songs that are collected with us, um, but we need to you know, kind of work on the audio a little bit. I mean, you work in radio, you know
1: what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I do actually want to um, get to the collection process or the harvesting, as you said, um, <laughs> because I, I love that. Uh, I don't want to give it away. I love who is doing the singing. Um, but we'll get to that after the break. I am speaking with Alina Murang about Project Rani, which is an online archive to collect children's folk songs of the Kalabit community. You can find out more at com. That's R-A-N-I-H. We'll be back after a short break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture, and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. I'm speaking with Alena Murang about a project that she founded called Project Rane, which is an online archive to collect children's folk songs of the Kalabit community from Sarawak. Uh, so, Alena, you, you set up for us before the break the idea and what the what the archive does. Why don't you tell us the recordings themselves? Because obviously these are sung. Who sang them? How did you go about recording them?
2: these four songs we collected from Auntie Gannett and Auntie Remy Um, Auntie Remy is Joshua's mother Mm -hmm. and these two aunties they're cousins and they they grew up together they were best friends when they were small Um, it was actually after my show in Kuching in November 2019 um, we made it a point that since we were there to record with these two aunties so you know, we had given them a heads up. And on the day, they had both kind of prepared their little notebooks and they had already spoken to each other about what songs to share. And Joshua set up the mics and his recording equipment. <laughs> and it was just an afternoon full of joy and laughter. You know, it was so nice to see them both um giggling and laughing together you know about their childhood memories and you know what lyrics the songs should be and you know in the room there was also my mother there was um auntie ganet's brother and his wife so there was a lot of family around and it was just it was uh, it was it was really lovely with collabed songs not just children's songs but um all our songs because they were oral traditions so they the songs weren't written down mm. they weren't recorded back then each singer has a different version of the song so this so we've just recorded with these two aunties auntie Gana and auntie remy and um you know we aim then to go and record other singers also who might have who might know the same song but have a different version mm, of it different right lyrics maybe a different rhythm mm-hmm
1: and for these two aunties, um, I, I, yeah, I love that they're... Because even listening to them, there's such a sort of homey feel to it because it's sung by people you can actually imagine singing them to their own kids, for instance. What was their response or reaction when you told them that this was what the project was and that you were going to be recording them singing these songs?
2: Oh, they loved it. I mean, both of them have also been um, very supportive in the work the other work that I do for my own music or even asking them about what our costumes used to look like in the past um, what um, you know what certain lyrics mean for mm. example so I've always worked very closely with them because they're very um, they they're, they know the culture quite well they, they know the art and the music and kind of these um, cultural pointers quite well. So, yeah, they were very supportive and very, very, you know,
1: excited about it. What made them pick these particular four songs?
2: So we actually recorded, I think, about eight songs with them. And Josh chose these four songs first, actually. I'm not sure why, <laughs> but I'm going to ask him and get back to you. Um, I know Uang and um, Saking Siking are some of the more well-known songs amongst the community.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't think there's a particular reason that we chose these four songs first.
1: You talked about um, Uang and then you also talked about Pio Pio Along Along earlier. Um, what are the other two songs about?
2: the King is a song about um, praising the visitors or the guests that arrive um, to our longhouse and describing how beautiful they are. So it's not only a children's song, actually, it's also sung by the adults, and you'd still hear it sometimes at some occasions. Um, that was a song that I also learned when I was about 12 years old. Um, but children love it as well because of its kind of clappy clappy rhythm. And Baobuddha is the it's the song about the mummy monkeys. Ah, the, the monkey, monkey song. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, um, how much of how much of the challenge of passing these songs on, uh, making sure they live on, how much of that has to do with the uh, language itself, perhaps not being uh, passed on as easily passed on?
2: It's quite difficult um so collaborate language is listed as threatened Mm. meaning that it could become extinct in my generation or the next um and i neither josh nor i speak the language fluently and for us too it's you know this whole project and the other work that we do helps us learn the language also i think you know the songs are not passed on yes because the language is not very well known, um, mm. but to be honest, I don't, I don't think that's a fair enough reason. Because you find kids or you know anybody singing *despacito* and they don't know what it means. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I think songs, you know, if you flip it around, songs are a good way to learn a language. Mm.
1: Yep. What would you say then are the challenges when it comes to preserving these sorts of children's folk songs then?
2: Um. I mean one of the biggest challenges is that they are oral traditions and you have to go and find the singer. And it's not just a for, for me at least it's 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 not just a case of being, hey, sing a song and I'm gonna record it. It's you know, you have to know the singer, you have to know what their story is, you have to understand them, you have to sit with them, you have to build a relationship, and then only a song gets passed on to you. Um for me, that's what that's the most important part about. Um, receiving oral traditions and myself and Joshua were based in KL now so there's that distance um the the geographical distance is a big challenge because I mean well now we can't even fly but mm. in the in in the past in the old days <laughs> we um yeah a flight back to the kampong is actually quite expensive mm. um, so it's it's the geographical distance and I think it's also the will, you know, you have to make a choice to do this because otherwise you're not going to hear collabit children's song. You're not going to just chance upon it, you know. Mm. There has to be a, a will behind it and an intention behind it.
1: We mentioned, um, or rather I mentioned earlier the, at the beginning of the show, how, um, you know, there are these similarities in concepts, the similarities in in ideas or, or themes sometimes. How do you see uh, these folk songs sort of appealing to children? Or families now, not necessarily only from the Kalabit community, but also from outside.
2: Oh, I would hope that um, they do appeal. I think I have had messages, emails across the years of um, from teachers actually um, in Spain. There was one in France, um, in Indonesia. Just different random corners of the world asking me if I could share with them any resources, any music for their for, so that they could teach their kids it. And, um, you know, at the time, I just had some sapet songs or something. So, you know, there, there, there is a huge curiosity for for these things. Why? I'm not very sure, but we just ride on it, you know. And <laughs> even when I'm overseas at festivals in, in Europe, I do children's workshops. And, you know, there's always a great turnout.
1: Mm. I think that's also a huge curiosity um, in general for children to learn um, from cultures that they're not exposed to. And as you said, things that are are sort of, you know, clapping, singing, dancing, movement, these kinds of stories related to nature, they travel much better sometimes than sort of high literature.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I hope to see... um I, I'm I'm very curious actually to see where these songs go. I actually just received the um, do you call it website statistics um, yeah, of I think project so. <laughs> of project Rane, and we've had people from all corners of the world, mm. um, from Brazil, Russia, um, parts of Africa, um, many from Malaysia also.
1: What are some of the um, responses that you've been getting?
2: Uh, people just say that it's um, they they're really appreciative for the initiative, and you know wondering if I could or I would extend it to other cultures like beyond collabic culture, and I mean the answer is always yes. Um, But I would love to also kind of work with people from other cultures to do the same.
1: Mm. You know, these are Kalabit folk songs. Um, Now, there are, of course, other Dayak people, other communities from other indigenous communities from Sarawak. Um, Are there similarities in these sorts of songs across these different communities? That's a good question.
2: And to be honest, I don't know, because I haven't been exposed to Iban children's songs or Kenya children's songs. Um, So no, I don't know, but I was in my friend's kampong, my friend's village in South Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Um, She's from the indigenous Paiwan people. This was two years ago. And I was with her mother and her auntie, and they were eating snails and drinking. And they started singing a children's song, and it started with,
1: I was like, no way. (laughs) You so know. does it go on to be the same song, or is it just a few lines that are similar?
2: Um, no, it's just that line is the same. The song is different, but it's also a clappy song. Mm-hmm. Um, but their language
1: is uh, our, our language came from their language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really fascinating, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. So, what do you hope to? Um, what do you hope to see this archive go on to do? Do you have future plans to expand it and develop it in some way?
2: Definitely. I mean, we definitely want to put more songs on it. I hope to be able to expand it to other cultures as well. Um, not just Dayak cultures, um, but, you know, we can do like all Malaysian cultures, maybe, you know. Um, but that would be working with other kind of like-minded people to... I, I really want to empower other people to, to do what I'm doing. So, for example, I'd love to engage with you know, an Iban person who wants to go out and record songs from their elders or a Tamil person and record songs from their elders, you know, not me going to an Iban mm-hmm. elder and recording. Cause I think I, I always put a lot of um, importance in the process of, of doing these projects. Um, yeah. So that's what I hope. And, and you'd be open want... to
1: collaborating if people wanted to reach out.
2: Of course. Yeah. We're always open to collaborations. Um, and, yes, sorry, short answer is yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Alena. Um, just to wrap up, though, I was going to ask, do you have a favorite of the songs that you've um, collected so far? Whether it's one of the four that are up or the ones that we haven't heard yet?
2: Um, I think right now I love Ba'o Buddha. Mm-hmm. The song about the mummy monkey and the baby monkey. Actually, it's a bit sad. The baby monkey dies in the end. Oh no! And we were we were talking about this and how, you know, it's a bit like the the Western fairy tales. How they all actually have quite a sad, dark ending. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, some of our nursery rhymes and lullabies are like that. also. And
0: many
1: folk tales actually can be quite um, sort of melancholic.
2: Yeah 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 it's just you know reality Mm -hmm.
1: thank you so much alena Thank you. I've been speaking with Elena Murang about Project Rani, which she co founded with her cousin Joshua Maran. Uh, so it is an online archive to collect children's folk songs uh, from the Kalabit community of Sarawak. You can check out the project at projectrani.com. That's R A N I H. I'll leave you with another song from the project, Pio Pio Along Along. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
0: Piu alung alung, mesofi takung nap nataluang siung, pengu mandenga ruung, yatam entadun, mudane am tadun, tadun nukiya na nakpuunna piu piu alung udah, mesofi menubap, inapt nataluang